0: Welcome everyone to another edition of the Final Down NFL Podcast with myself, Jim, Punk Raider and Denver Dave. We're here to talk about the NFL. Boys, how are you doing today?
1: I'm emotional.
0: <laughs> it's going to be difficult for your emotions, isn't it, Dave?
1: No, it is. I'm emotional. I've, I've just finished all of my son's trick-or-treats, uh, all of the sweets <laughs> he got for trick-or-treating and yeah, I've got nothing
0: left. He had a good he haul, didn't he? all of them.
1: All He's of one year old, isn't he doesn't need them, does he? Oh, mate. That's dreadful.
0: He's got the face to collect them and not the teeth to eat them.
1: Yeah, you know the people I, you know the area I live in. People aren't that generous. (laughs) Come on.
0: (laughs) Well, you live there, yes.
1: You you want want to be surprised, you know, it took me this long. (laughs) Yeah, the last last thing to go was a questionable pack of malted milk we got, but they still went down the aisle.
0: (laughs) Fair enough. (laughs) Well, guys, we've got to to cover week nine now, okay? So before we move on to week 10 already, um, so we start as always with the Thursday night game. This week saw the Jets at the Colts. Week 8 hero Mike White lasted about 13 minutes before suffering an injury to his throwing hand. He was looking good till that happened too. In comes third string QB Josh Johnson, who somehow also looked pretty good. This was actually a good game with plenty of highlight plays, mostly from the Colts running back Jonathan Taylor, who almost broke 200 scrimmage yards and two touchdowns. Change of pace running back Naheem Hines also got a rushing score. There was even a passing touchdown to offensive lineman Danny Pinter. On the other side, it was finally a decent game for rookie wide receiver Elijah Moore, who got two touchdowns. There was also one for Ryan Griffin and another touchdown for Ty Johnson. But the Jets were in an 18-point hole at halftime, and neither team really managed to slow the other offense. The final score in Indy was the Jets 30, Colts 45.
2: I'll be honest, I I pulled a Dave on this one. I forgot to go back and watch it. <laughs> so I'm glad you reminded me Is that the game? game had actually been played.
1: I completely forgot about it. Fair I was off last. For Friday, and I remember saying I'm not going to stay up to watch this game. I went to watch the highlights. I really wish I, I really wish I Mm would have. Taylor's got almost 500 yards in the past four games. I mean, he's on fire. Averaging 9.1 yards. Naim Hines was averaging 12 yards. When you're doing that, even Carson Wentz can come out of the game without a touchdown, uh, without an interception. It was just <laughs> made very easy for them. Um, the Jets continued to be Jettish. I don't care if you score 30 points. If you're conceding 45s, then that 30 is largely irrelevant. Um, I think a lot of the Jets' points were garbage time points. What was it? Three scores in, in the second half, two of which were in um the fourth quarter. So it, it I think the scores slightly flattering to the Jets and the Colts absolutely steamrolling them. Impressive from the Colts, yeah. but there's a little there's a little a little hint of a of an asterisk next to it in the fact it was against the Jets. <laughs> the Jets, the, Jets, Jets, bad, the, the Jets didn't look that bad No, they Colts didn't look that bad. The if you take away, if you take away the fourth quarter, it, it looks a lot worse than it is. Fourth quarter, yeah. Jets won 14-3. I mean, that's the definition of garbage time at that point. Um, so yeah, it's it's like if you take away the fourth quarter of the Broncos game. But that's where my my fantasy Broncos points point. come from. Come on, yeah, I know, and that's your problem. <laughs> 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 hey, there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, like, there's there's some quarterbacks the who are fourth quarter. Yeah, there's some quarterbacks who were. Who Garbage time Hall of Famers, you know, Absolutely. But, <laughs> I mean, it's, it's it's a shame for my wife because you, you're right, Jimmy, he was looking good before mm-hmm. um, before he went out. So it is a bit of a shame for him, but what injury it? did he
2: get? Do we know?
1: On his throwing hand. Um, yeah. So he threw a ball and I think someone caught his hand or his thumb or something. He didn't look, uh, there was there were a, a broken an ar- ar- or anything, just nah. a, uh, a, a ar- ar- whether, he, whether or not he was going to come in back, back in for the next way. week sort of thing.
0: Maybe. Essentially. Yep. OK, so let's move on then to the Sunday State and let's start with a relatively normal game. The Browns visited the Bengals in the AFC North and it was the OBJ-less Browns that struck out to a big halftime lead. Thanks for a 99-yard pick six by Denzel Ward, a Nick Chubb run and a 60-yard touchdown catch and run by Donovan Peoples-Jones. Joe Mixon got a rushing touchdown in either half uh, to give the Bengals something positive. But this game, they made plenty of mistakes and the Browns jumped on them. Burrow threw a second pick, Jamar Chase fumbled the ball and the team turned the ball over on downs twice, while trying to convert fourth down. Chubb got a second rushing touchdown, and tight end David and Joku got another to make the lopsided score in Cincy. Browns 41, Bengals 16. Yep, this is what
1: happens when you make Baker Mayfield only throw it 21 times. And mm. when you have Nick Chubb in the backfield and the defence that's come to play. Yep, when you've got Nick Chubb, it's no, it's not really too much of a shock, is it? It's no coincidence that Nick Chubb comes back and Baker looks a lot better.
0: <laughs> I mean, and there's no ABJ there's, there as well.
1: Yeah as Mickey from Rocky would say he's a bum he's i just don't <laughs> i don't see it i mean it's it, there was nothing it's not very often a team scores 41 points and the the quarterback looks like a passenger he did nothing this week that excited me or made me think he was any good um and it was just unfortunate for the Bengals because i do not think they showed up
2: but that's what the Browns want to be. The Browns want to be a run-first, defensively strong team I, that, that I has don't, a manager or a quarterback that doesn't lose them games.
1: Because yeah. when you
2: lose your running backs, that all goes yes, out the window. Absolutely. So well,
1: they're, they're, you know. I don't think they're a run-first team. I think they're a play-action team, which essentially is a very similar thing. Mm-hmm. But it's the threat of being able to pass it. And when when teams stop being afraid of... Uh, when teams stopped being afraid of Baker Milford. Remember when the Broncos had um, Manning? Um, we were we were a play-action team. No,
2: but then as no soon one,
1: they yeah, we David remember 2016,
0: Dave.
1: <laughs> yeah, but no, that that's the whole thing. No, it's, they're afraid of getting burned over the top because of him. But they, no one was scared of that play-action offense in 2015-16 because they knew the ball wasn't going over the top. So it nullified every single part of it. And it's going to become a lot harder for Nick Chubb when teams stop being... I don't want to say afraid of Baker, but you know, more willing to go one-on-one downfield, um, and the Bengals didn't do that at all. They, their their front seven was not strong enough.
2: And I think I think the Bengals have kind of shown in this game a little bit of how we probably expected them to be throughout the season. To be honest, mm. um, they have they had flashes. They had the odd bit of good play from you know the offense and occasionally the defense would stand up and do something but it, they're just not consistent no. and and they can't put it together consistently and you know turnovers will always kill you so
1: yeah I mean the, the funny thing at the what I, one thing I like about this game they showed at the beginning of the game um, there was a fan who held up a sign um, that said, we don't need OBJ. We've got DPJ, as in Donovan Peoples-Jones, yeah. and he ended up as the best wide receiver statistically this weekend. Which I kind of like. I kind of like that. That you know, the you fact like that came in and said, we have this replacement, and he turned out to be the best. Um, you know, some some
2: people on. might say that it was a conspiracy and that it had all been pre-planned, <laughs> and therefore that's why the guy. <laughs> yeah, had but you to love sign, all but, this, don't You, you, you know, that it, wouldn't man. be me. I I would get never your, say that anything had been you know get pre-arranged your tin
1: or-
0: hat off, <laughs> <laughs> okay, there you go <laughs> right next game so Tyrod Taylor was back for the Houston Texans he managed to complete just over half his passes and threw three interceptions in a loss to the other team that only has one win the Miami Dolphins two was out so Jacoby Brissett was starting for Miami he only managed two interceptions but did get one passing touchdown to Matt Hollins Miles Gaskin got a rushing touchdown for the Dolphins and their halftime score was enough against Kimi Fairburn's three field goals the final score in Florida was the Texans nine, Dolphins seventeen.
1: Oh, I don't no, mind no, if we so. don't spend
0: much time on this game, guys. To be nothing game. Yeah, oh, I, I, yeah, just move on.
1: Poor Davis. Uh, Two bad teams. <laughs> oh, come weird. on, man! Really, <laughs> bring him back. Really. <laughs> really? I just the one thing I want to say is this was a rough game for Miles Gaskin. Twenty carries for thirty-four yards. Oh, Jesus. That's you a thankless game, in it. You come out of that game sore as anything for no. <laughs> they got a win. Well, you know, he, they got a win. He's, his pay packet's all right this week. Uh, I mean, he scored a touchdown, but he was averaging 1.7 yards. I mean, I could lean forward. I could fall flat on my face and get 1.7. get more than
0: 1.7 yards. <laughs> not sure about that. <laughs> Someone's going to push you away, Dave. We'll see. Um, yeah. To the NFC South, then. A week after putting away the Super Bowl champions, Trevor Simeon managed not to score until the fourth quarter. The Falcons, on the other hand, went in with a slow and steady approach to scoring. With six seconds left in the first half, Matt Ryan managed to get the ball to Olamide Zacchaeus for a 10-0 half-time lead. After Ryan ran one in himself, he got a second touchdown pass to Zaccheaus. It was under eight minutes left in the game before the Saints reeled off three touchdowns, a pass to Marquez Calloway and Kenny Stills and a run by Alvin Kamara. But the Falcons drove down the field, largely thanks to a, a player of the game, Corridor Patterson, and the field goal clinched it. Final score in the Superdome was the Falcons' twenty-seven. Saints 25. Did anyone keep up with whether
2: this was good Saints week or bad Saints week or bad?
0: Oh, I I know it
2: was (laughs) bad bad Saints week, (laughs) but I'm just wondering if the the streak continued because I kind of lost
1: track about three or four weeks ago. Well, they had that bye week, so we weren't sure whether that carried over or not. Yeah, yeah. So, Um, so how does it work out? Is so the week. Before Mm. the bye week, so anyone who doesn't know, there was, and it's a genuine theory that's paying out so far, the Saints are good, bad, good, bad, good, bad. Mm -hmm. So going into the bye week, uh, the game going into it, they beat Washington 33-22. Then they came out of the bye week. So the bye week counts as a bad week. Yeah, Because the following game, they beat the Saints 13-10. No, no, They
0: they didn't beat themselves. Who'd they beat? Oh, they beat the Seahawks. Sorry. That's it. They beat right. the
1: Seahawks 13-10. Not the Saints. Mm-hmm. They beat the Seahawks 13-10. However, you could say that was a bad week because that was the Geno Smith. Um, Seahawks. It is Geno Smith. It was. That technically yeah. is their bad game. The next week was against the Bucks, which is a good game. So this is their bad week. So next week's yeah. gonna be their good week. So against next the week's their
2: good week again.
1: But it's against the Titans, so best of luck. And it's away. <laughs>
2: yeah. Well there you go, guys. You know who's about on feet, Did obviously.
1: anyone did anyone see the sack um by I think it was Cam Jordan on Matt uh Matt Ryan? I thought he killed him. I thought Matt Ryan is dead. He's, there, he's that, never gonna That get was up a big
0: that. hit. Yeah, yeah.
1: Major, major respect for Matt Ryan because he popped straight back up. I mean, I'm I'm not his biggest fan, but Core blind me. I did well to get up from there. Last time I saw someone get up that well was when Tyson Fury got knocked out by Deontay Wilder and shot straight back up. He was awesome. Really good. The, the no, Undertaker
2: think... thing. Yeah, 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 Straight back straight up. Straight, straight back up. up.
1: No, this is the Falcons being a bit weird because they've... this So far this season, they've either been amazingly good or they've been absolutely horrendous. So they only beat the Jets by one score, I think... They got murdered by the Bucks. I think they struggled past the Giants. They they tended to be either pretty good or bang average. Um, and it's difficult to know what the team is, though. I still don't know what the Falcons are. They're either a good team that underperforms or a bad team that is consistently mediocre. So it's just they're a funny team at the minute. I find them really difficult to sort of guess against.
2: They are one of those teams, and I think we said it early in the season or certainly pre-season, where we know they're going to put up points you know, they've got, I mean, obviously they haven't got Calvin Ridley at the moment, but you know, they've got Ridley, they've got Pitts, they've got a quarterback that knows what he's doing and can throw the ball. So yeah, they were always going to put up points. It was whether or not they had the defense to be able to keep anybody out. Um, It's kind of worked in fits and starts, then by no means, you know, a playoff contender in my eyes, but they will. Well, the is, they will. They will prove to be a bit of a speed bump for teams that do play them, because they they do look like they're getting better, better and better week to week. So, I think only, by
1: you said you say that they put a points. There's only four teams in the NFC who have scored fewer points than them, so they're not. You
2: know, no, they're but they're not put, one of those they,
1: teams who are putting up huge amounts. No, but then
2: they, they don't have to put up huge amounts. They just have to put up enough to win, and in the NFL, that's about twenty-one to twenty-four points a game on average. So, you know, you don't, you don't have to put up 45 points like they did last season, every game you, but you need to at least put up, you know, a touchdown and a a touchdown or a field goal every single quarter. And that's what they do. So, you know, they are consistently good at scoring points. They're not, there aren't many games this year where they've got, you know, 13s and 10s and 17s. They've always been 20 to 24 and above. So,
1: they're averaging 21.9 at the moment. That's, there that's, go. Their, that's their standard score. But so far this season, they've scored 13 against the Panthers. They scored 17 against the Giants, scored 6 against the Eagles, 10 against the Browns. So there have been games when they've struggled. But you're right, there's also games where they've popped in and scored the odd 30-odd. 30, 30 so it's just I was expecting a bit more out of this offense. I just, I just don't know what they are at the moment. The, the defense is significantly better than I thought, they, thought it was.
2: I think um, they do miss Julio Jones a bit, um, especially on third down, where, yeah. you know, Ridley's getting double-teamed. Pitts wasn't doing anything early doors for the first few I games. Mean, so really I think, I think they missed that safety blanket, don't they? They missed that safety blanket of a six-foot-four receiver that can just go up and get the ball and move it 10 yards. But, you know, I, th- I think the Falcons are... They're not sneaky good because they're very, very average. But <laughs> I don't think they're terrible. Has Calvin Ridley been playing? Because I'll be honest, I've not No, He's uh, taken some time out for his mental health issues. Oh, okay. So, and okay. um, personal issues. So he, I think, course, part, came part out, last team. week. So. Yeah, he, he was my first pick in the first round. So, you know, yeah, it, really? it's, it was always likely to happen. Yeah, he was my first receiver off the board. Yeah. He was your Calvin first receiver.
1: Ridder. He wasn't your first player, though, was he? He was my first player. I'm sure he was. No, oh, I've got, I took screenshots. Oh, here, at so. you, I can you have a very quick screenshots of the draft. Well, no, no. I, the yeah, reason man. I took screenshots was basically because I wanted to remember who I took where. Um so it wasn't to keep an eye on you. It doesn't it. really matter because
2: my team is completely decimated anyway. So you know, this
0: yeah, is, anyone I definitely took his him... fantasy team, watch out, you know. Michael exactly. Thomas was another exactly.
2: one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Had him, absolutely. Uh Gus Edwards before the season started had him. <laughs> you know, yeah, my team is literally it's it's why I'm putting up seventies
1: and eighties and
2: it
0: looks like Miles Garrett, no doesn't it?
1: Yeah, everywhere. Good players go to die. So, interesting, I can tell you what you did. So, first round, you were picking seventh overall. Yes. Um, and it's a snake draft. I'm not going to go on a too much, but you picked up, and this is a solid start. This is a really solid start you've yes. done. Aaron Jones, running back. Calvin Ridley, wide receiver. Darren Waller, tight end. Bang. you got your three big positions straight away. Yeah. Then you've got Swift, Goodwin, Judy, Rose. Yeah, okay. M- Moser, then Gallup. It's not, all right there. It's, it's a down. It's not my first radio, mate. It's not my first radio. <laughs> no, but the way I know you how a draft a team is just, laugh. you know, it's just one of them, <laughs> so isn't how it? is how was How has that turned into one of the worst fantasy teams I've ever seen? I think because that's...
2: everyone ended up getting injured or missing games.
1: So, <laughs> uh, yeah, another week, another win for you, Dave. Yeah. Well done, yeah. yeah. I, I obviously scored higher again. Jim managed to score second lowest and still pull out a win. What do okay, you mean no, no no
0: no 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 I scored second highest. You only beat me by under four points. So quiet that noise. All right. Yeah, no one yeah, else yeah. scored higher than me apart from you by less than four points. All right. So if we look if we look at the season if
1: we look at ninety points, yeah. If we look at the season overall. 120 Jim points. has scored fewer Jim has scored fewer points than the person <laughs> who's in tenth. And oh so well. Tenth. Oh so well. I think we've di- diverged slightly away. Please get to back
0: Falcons, to the game. But, you know. <laughs> That's not about the Falcons.
2: <laughs> right? Are the Falcons playing again?
0: Oh, yeah. <laughs> Doesn't matter. <I> <laughs> they just beat the Saints. Next one. So, well, this next game was a mess, the Patriots visited the Panthers and it was as bad as you're picturing it right now. The Panthers actually scored first, a field goal, but that was pretty much as good as it got for them. It was the Patriots who were most turgid in the first half, though. Mac Jones fumbled and later in the half threw a picked ex-Patriot, Stephon Gilmore, but they did still get a couple of touchdowns, a rush by Damian Harris and a pass to Hunter Henry. In the second half, the proper Panther implosion started. JC Jackson got an 88-yard pick six. Donald then threw picks on the next two drives as nothing could go right for them. Even with Christian McCaffrey back, the final score in Carolina was the Patriots 24, Panthers 6.
2: Yes, so uh, this was a turgid game, to be honest. Two teams that really didn't want to play football at all. Um, the Patriots did somehow manage to pull themselves together a bit in the second half. But yeah, I mean, it, you know, McCaffrey looked like a shell of his former self. Mm. Um, I mean, obviously, they're easing him back in. So we'll see what he does next week. But yeah, it's uh, it's not looking good for the Panthers at the minute, I have to say. Considering how they started the season and how well that defense was playing, something's really dropped off drastically. No, they're just not not getting the pressure on the ball at either end of the field, and you know, Mac Jones had a typical rookie first half where he couldn't figure anything out, and then
1: settled down in the second half and just started finding his receivers. I think the this this game was very much um, what we've seen previously with Sam Sam Donald versus uh the Patriots because Darnold's now 0 and four against the Patriots and yeah, but has three of those are with, with the Jets so yes but he's got a record of one touchdown and
2: nine interceptions against them. Uh um... many... I I think the Jets have maybe won two against the Patriots in the last forty. So yeah, you know it... <laughs> I don't think you <laughs> can say it's Sam
1: Darnold. probably not that far. No, he's, he's just it he appears almost as though we'd cover with coverages and things like that, it, it, Belichick's almost figured out what Donald can and can't do. There's that thing it's floating Belichick. around that Donald Donald can't throw it left?
0: Belichick's um, a defensive sure coach. Oh, he I was understand. he
2: was a fantastic coach at the Giants before he became the Browns' uh, coach, and then uh, obviously ended up eventually at the Patriots via the Jets for <laughs> One a day. day. But yep. you know. Um, so, you know, Belichick's always been a defensive guy and has always mm. had good schemes and so on and so forth. Um, so, you know, I, I think it's harsh to say that he's got Darnold's number just because, let's be honest, he's pretty much got everybody's number.
1: No, I think it's that ability to set up for a quarterback is obviously studied as a divisional. Because when when Darnold would have come into the Jets... I'm sure Belichick and his defensive teams would have looked at it and said, Okay, this is potentially a guy that we're going to be playing for the next decade. Let's go and watch him and figure out how he's going to play and knows his game inside out. And oh, I think absolutely. that was obvious. That was obvious to the amount of times they were doing, they were sort of blind bl- they the showing a blind blitz, and then all of a sudden dropping back into coverage. And you could see progressions went out the window i mean donald's like oh shit there, there was no yeah. lateral so it was that that's what i mean in terms of his ability to be able to sort of scheme for him i think he knows his game so unbelievably well it was almost impossible for donald to win that game because the panthers just didn't have a fit christian McCaffrey to be that difference maker he looks as though he needs another week or so because he didn't look yeah, like he looks well injured. off the pace well he does. off the pace of been, I, I mean they play. didn't give him a huge workload no but, no no and that's the know. right thing to do Um, but Patriots have now won what four or five they've not really played anyone of any real note but um, yeah they're a sneaky good team
0: they beat the Cowboys
1: no lost to the Cowboys lost by a oh, was a loss wasn't it yeah it was close yeah only, only good quality teams beat the Cowboys. I think you'll find. <laughs> <laughs> but, but they did beat the Chargers. Yeah, sorry. yeah. I mean, but the Chargers are Chargers. You know, we've said this: the Chargers lose stupid games and win difficult
0: games. I, know that. I know that. But, You know.
1: Well, you just said they beat the Chargers like that's. Some I'm kind just of saying, not terrible. <laughs> no, no, no. The Patriots, What I'm saying is, the Patriots have won games that they should have won. Um, and and they've been out. cloned. They've been close in games that they shouldn't. I, I think they're better than everyone's given them credit for. They're another I mean, team that are
2: getting better throughout the season because they're being yes. coached. It's as yep. simple as that. And, and, and Mac Jones is getting more settled in the system. He's understanding what's being asked of him. Oh, you know, the Jones pieces are around him. it
1: fantastically well because he they have, and it's what I said last week, they have schemed better for him than any other team have schemed for a rookie quarterback probably in the past five years maybe not five years, because what um, Arizona have done with Kyler Murray has been a stroke of genius, mm-hmm. but they've given him almost two free passes on every play, so they, they can let him drop back and know instantly he's got uh, you know a guy on a slant who he can pass it to quite easily and just dump it off to a running back. I mean, what more, what more can you want knowing you've got two safety blankets, whichever way you look, so you can go through progressions and you've got two safety nets. Why doesn't every team do that? I mean, then you look at what's happening with the Jets, with their rookie quarterbacks, and they're getting murdered. It's, it's just a scheme made easy. And I think Mac Jones has really, really, really benefited from it.
0: What a, what a difficult life Mac Jones has had, eh? All those years at Alabama and now in the Patriots. Yeah. You go to <laughs> Crimson and learn the I know, I know. Yeah.
1: But right. I think they'll get, they'll, they'll get into the playoffs. And I think they, there's a good possibility they'll win a playoff to, they'll win a playoff game. I don't think they're the one in the Super Bowl, obviously. But I think this team is better than people are giving them credit for. I think they're OK. I think they're not bad. They've got pieces still. OK. And um, what's their running back? Harris, not Harris, is it? Damien
0: Harris, yeah. Damien Harris, Damien yeah. He, Harris.
1: he looks sneaky good from just that one of those guys who can punch it in. So
0: he, he's looking pretty decent
1: as well. Mm-hmm.
0: Touchdowns on the opening drive for both the Giants and the Raiders on Sunday. Evan Engram starting things off and Hunter Renfro with his Vegas reply. It all got a bit messy after that, and Gokwe got a sack fumble on Daniel Jones. Derek Carr missed Darren Waller in the end zone, but the Raiders went into the half up by three. A disaster, though, on the opening drive of the second when Xavier McKinney picked Carr and returned it 41 yards for a pick six. McKinney got another pick on Carr later on. Daniel Carlson managed to miss a 25-yard field goal, and Carr had another strip sack recovered by the Giants when they were on the verge of tying the game. Raiders are now 3-16 and 16, coming off a bye week. The final score in New York was the Raiders 16, Giants 23.
1: Is that true? Three and sixteen coming off a bye.
0: Yeah, we're not Absolutely. good coming off bye <laughs>
1: oh, week.
2: Um, there's uh, not good and then there's that. I mean, I called it. I called it last week, didn't I? I said I said I picked the Giants to win. The Giants won. Um it worked out slightly differently to how I thought it was, because, you know, let's talk about yes, it's an emotionally taxing week and you know, west to east is always a problem, but you can't go into the red zone six times and come away with one touchdown and three field goals. And, you know, that's the problem. That's the problem from the tail end of last year. It's rearing its ugly head again. It's Derek Carr being inaccurate in the red zone. Mm. He's great at long balls, but as soon as you get him in the mm. red zone, some reason his accuracy disappears. He had two open touchdowns to Waller and he missed both of them. I mean, you know, it was ridiculous. Um, leaky run defense isn't helping either. Um, you know, I'm quite glad that the Giants didn't have Mr. Barkley smashing it left, right and centre, because I think it would have been a bit of a massacre, to be honest. But the return the of, the of that Booker Raiders defense your just looked really soft. I mean, you know, yeah, yeah, no, absolutely revenge game for him. But, you know, fair play to him. But um, it, it, there are still there were still bright spots in there. You know, Crosby and Gockway both played well. Continuing to constantly pressure quarterbacks, um, I think it was just this week. You know, Carr just he wasn't on it. Now, whether it was the rugs thing or, I mean, he'd said in the uh, press conferences beforehand. You know, put that to one side. It's time to go play,
1: but it has to have an impact. You know what I mean? So See, on on the rugs thing, one thing that you have to what uh, thing you have to say with Carr is Carr came out and said basically uh, that at this moment in time, what's happened has happened and Henry Ruggs needs some love from someone. If no one else is going to do it, then I'll do it. And we need to make sure that one tragedy, a tragedy of one person dying doesn't become two. And,
2: and and he okay. like,
1: took a lot of flack from that. I don't understand it. I think that's a perfectly... Derek Carr is, is one of
2: the most... How do I put this? Uh, religiously, spiritually Zen people, I think, in the NFL... He's really comfortable in his own skin. He's got a lot of faith. Um, I don't personally do the whole religion thing, but, you know, I know he does and his whole family does. And so actually what he said is not out of turn for him. Um, what the, I just think it's... I, th- I think it's a... I don't understand why he got kind, so much flack for it. I mean... everyone, Did he get, at the get much flack for it? It
0: sounds more like a, an article on three Twitter posts that you get sometimes. No, he, he got a lot of slack, for, a huge amount of slack for it.
1: But it's this whole thing we see in the modern era. Without me going on to Iran, it's people thinking, basically, you don't agree with what my point of view, and therefore you're a piece of shit, which is one of the problems with modern society but i uh, he's got a viewpoint and his viewpoint is to look right. after a friend of his so yeah. i have absolutely and no issue with that he's saying that's fucked up but that's the difference isn't
2: it you know the difference is that the person involved is a friend of his is a close well, no, the, friend pers- of the his. person involved is
1: a person that's 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 and the main thing
2: uh, yes but well, my point being that the the people that are piling on him and mm-hmm. giving him the grief you know they are not they are disconnected from the situation. He's not, he's, he's intimately involved in the situation. So, you know, he's, he's going to show love for his friend regardless. Um, you know, I think he's probably a bigger man than I'd be in that situation at that time, but you know, fair play to him. Um,
0: yeah. so but but he, needs, after-
2: he needs to get back to work now. And I think, I think the Raiders need to stop this messing about with looking great one week and looking god awful the next and actually just sort it all out i mean we brought to jackson in now so hopefully he'll help with a bit of speed and a bit of burning over the top still out get the out there maybe jay's still we, out there i'm not entirely we, convinced we're going to get obj but i was going to we'll ask about the, OB,
1: the obj thing so i've got i've got two two questions really the first question is do you think it will happen and the next question is do you want it to happen I
2: don't think it will happen purely because I think we're far too far down the waivers. I think someone else oh, like the Saints waivers. Or, he's, cleared
1: waivers. he's cleared it now.
2: He's cleared it already, is he? Yeah, he's cleared waivers. Done that. We might, we might do then. We might pull the trigger because you know our
1: receiver room is not the deepest. So should we explain waivers? Does everyone know what waivers is? So basically, when a t- when a player gets released it's- from a team. Um, yeah he then goes into waivers and it's where every team can basically say we'll have him and it starts off with the worst team first and the best team last so if you get picked by two teams it's whoever is the worst team based on their record it's so kind if of the like lions the went for a player and the raiders went for a player the
2: lions would get first shot because yep. they they're the worst team
1: yep and they would the pick teams. him up they would pick him up on the contract that he was canceled on which is the key thing. Yeah. Now, most of the time, so, the reason it doesn't happen is because players get released because of the contract that they're on. Yeah. Um, and most teams believe if they've got uh, the possibility of getting a player, they can get him on a cheaper deal. So, Very more of OBJ's not, contract
2: for the rest of this year is about $7, million, $7 Yeah, million and that's what he was paid so. by the, um, the Browns anyway. So. Yeah, exactly.
1: So, you know, that, anyone who that, signs that in and of itself isn't a problem. Do Anyone I who think, signed OBJ it's going to be on a multi year deal. It's not going to be for the end of the season. Yeah, I don't I don't
2: think I don't think he'll he'll end up at the Raiders. I might be wrong. I just don't see it at the moment. And do you um, want it to happen? Do I want it to happen? I don't know. I mean, we've both said he's been overrated. He is he a good receiver? I guess he can be. He has been in the past, but he's not shown anything in the last, what, three years since he moved to Cleveland <laughs> to, to indicate that he can play as part of a team and actually integrate himself. Okay. So, you know, quick, from, quick from word that then, point of punk, view...
0: Quick word, Punk, on uh, Damon Arnett, who got released this week from the Raiders, yeah, he's uh, just, your cornerback. He's
2: yeah, we released Arnett on Monday just Didn't, because he's a complete... Dick oh. basically i saw for, something in, i saw something on tiktok he junk. was he, not that i'm junk. not that i'm on
1: tiktok but he was waving a gun around or something and threatening to shoot someone yeah you <laughs> released him that's
2: why we released him good you know he's an idiot and and that video's come out what a week after the whole rugs thing so you know not being funny quite rightly the raiders are a little bit sensitive about things like that and just yeah. said, off you go son you've been crap so- anyway so Damon yeah. Arnett was
1: a first-round pick. Bit of a yeah. shock. First-round first first pick. Round pick. He was one yeah, of, the of the ones 19, that you got for. Um, he's one of the ones he you got was one of the, for Khalil Mac. Wasn't Mac
0: trade Yeah. Yep. So let's have a quick look at that 2020 draft then. The Mike Mayock led. Oh, you shall we? You? Henry Rugs. Well done. <laughs> prison. Henry Ruggs. <laughs> Damon Arnet. Yeah. Cut. That's your first-round yeah. pick. Oh my done. God. Lim yeah, was traded. Okay, Dave. This is
2: the worst. Hang on. Hang on, Jim. Dave, yeah. this, this, I guarantee you, is the worst draft class you have ever heard. Wait till you hear the rest of this. So, go on, round, go on, go No on, round. round
0: two pick. No round two pick. So round three, you picked up Lim Bowden, who was traded after not playing a snap for you. Uh, you other, other round three pick, Tanner Muse, who was cut again with no snaps for you. Round four, John Simpson is a backup. And round four, a pick, Amic, Amic Robertson was benched. You so,
2: Brian Edwards.
0: Oh, sorry. Sorry, Brian Edwards is a starting wide receiver in, in round three.
2: Who is the starting wide receiver? He's the one, only one. one
0: out of
1: that class mm. that's that's actually starting. Jesus Christ! And that was 2020. That,
0: that was, was 2020.
1: 2020. <sighs> Bloody hell! <laughs> I mean, I look forward in 12 months to talking about what's happening to 2021. Maybe someone's going to go on a serial kill, serial killer murder spree. Well, we'll see. We'll see. But That'd you know,
2: just just getting back to the Raiders for two seconds. Um, and then we move on the ABJ well. thing. I don't know. I don't know if it'll happen. Do I want it to happen? If he can play nicely and fit in with everybody else, yes. But I think this he is a this is gonna be a sensitive team. So any nonsense he, you know, I can see Ingokway pinning him up against a locker and smashing him out, to be honest, mm. if he starts too much. So I mean, I'd be
1: surprised. What you, I would what you've be just surprised. Said is can he come in and fit in with the rest of the team? Exactly. He, he's daft exactly. enough to you do that. Give can't. him a kevlar, really? a helmet and a shotgun. You know and I mean? I'm sure we probably exactly. will.
2: <laughs> but, you know, we'll see. We'll see. But, yeah. yeah, bad week, bad week, must improve next week. We've got a, a tricky run of games
1: now. So, so Kansas have got the most difficult remaining strength of schedule based on last year's record. Um, Las well, Vegas are actually eighth in terms of their strength of record. Um, if but you're going mean, off
2: last season, yes. If, but, yeah, but, yeah, if you, of you got off last season. A
1: lot of that has changed. But you're... Technically, your most difficult games are coming up in the next. Well, your most difficult games are coming up in the next two or three weeks. So you really have to improve pretty yep. sharpish. Yep, absolutely. Um, Chiefs next week be an
2: interesting game, but we'll yeah. see. I, I mean, I still think this team's got it in them to to make the playoffs. Um, but yeah, we'll problem. Just, we'll, they just, they just need a bit of. Calm time, to be honest. Let's let's just have a few weeks now when nothing happens and no one starts. You had to say it later, like, yeah. shouting the mouth off and all the rest you had to of it. it. You yes. know, you mean, you keep the same players on the team for a week. OBJ wanting to come
1: into that environment, so. You know, we'll see. But we both know full well that Mike Mayo's going to get arrested now. <laughs> There's going to be something going to go off. Maybe <laughs> yeah, yeah,
2: Mark Davis would come out and say selling the team. You know what I mean? Yeah. It'll, be, it'll be something ridiculous.
0: <laughs> Always is with the Raiders. There you go. Right, so we've been pretty normal so far. But you want to get nuts? Let's get nuts.
1: do oh, you want to get nuts? Come
0: on. Let's get nuts. The Denver Broncos, in their first game without franchise boy Von Miller and without team sacks leader Malik Reed, put a beat down on the number one offense in the NFL with a win in Dallas. Dak Prescott returned after missing a game with a strained right calf, but couldn't get the Cowboys moving until two meaningless late touchdowns that merely avoided what would have been their worst shutout loss at home since 1985. The Broncos got touchdowns from Tim Patrick, Melvin Gordon, and a stretch by Teddy Bridgewater, as the Cowboys went 0-4 on fourth down attempts. Lead reached 30 to nothing in the Broncos' seventh consecutive victory in the series, a streak that goes back to 1995. Prescott threw two touchdown passes to Malik Turner in the final five minutes. The final score in Dallas was the Broncos' 30, Cowboys' 16. And I hear, Dave, that Vic Panjo is about ready to ink a new four year contract based on that win. (laughs)
2: That's just what you wanted, isn't it? Just what you wanted as a Bronco fan.
1: You are on mute. You are definitely on mute. I was saying, yeah, 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 as you were. Uh, saying about the four year contract. Unconfirmed rumor. <laughs> He's definitely saved his job this week. Oh, yeah. Oh. I don't think he'll go before the end of the season. I think uh, there's too many people in the coaching staff that we'd want to retain, like uh, Mike Munchek, for example. Mm. But I'd, I mean, the, the, the issue with this game was that the Broncos didn't really win it. It was handed to us by the Cowboys because there was so many forced fumble not forced fumbles forced mistakes unforced errors constantly it's like imagine in tennis you've got one guy who's just playing an ordinary standard game and the other guy's just smashing it into the net on every serve
0: mm-hmm. that's
1: what it was there were so many mistakes but we should have known the Broncos are the Cowboys bogey team pop quiz when was the last time the Cowboys beat the Broncos 1985 <laughs> when he just said 1995 1995 I just said that I wasn't listening <laughs> <laughs> 1995. The issue, I think, the issue that was simply was the Broncos didn't go and win this game. The Cowboys lost it. So there's a lot of fanfare saying, you know, the the, the Broncos battered the the Cowboys. They didn't. It was just a. Uh, there was there was still the Broncos looked no different than we had done in previous games. There was blown coverages by the Cowboys. I mean, we were really targeting. Um, Digs because Diggs is one of those guys. He's he's going to be a ball hawk, and if you can get the ball past him, you're in for a big chunk of change. And we were consistently targeting him. Okay, if you get an interception, we'll we'll back ourselves to stop you on that interception. You go on fourth downs, it it will stop you on fourth downs. It was consistently, uh, it it, it was consistent pressure from the Broncos both sides of the ball, but it wasn't because we were particularly brilliant. It was just because the Cowboys were. Awful. I mean, horrendously bad. That was missing throws by 10 yards in certain places. Even One point, when you play your best game of the season, no, you no, no, still no. can't help being miserable about it. No, I saw it on Reddit Yeah,
2: we watched so the game. I was okay.
1: flicking about. And, you know, okay. know what I mean? So, but you know,
2: you if were setting watch nothing game, up.
1: And then genuinely, if you, you watched this game, you would have said, What the hell are Dallas doing? Yeah, well, but yeah, we've we've literally, we've literally, we've literally been saying that, but we've
2: also literally been praising Dallas every single week for how well they've been playing. Yeah. So but, actually, you know, it's not really a case of they they were that dreadful, but you must have made them that dreadful. You must have been doing there was bits, there be was lots to, of pressure. I mean, I mean, you said yourself that you know. You were you were targeting um Trayvon just to get behind him because you know he's gonna ball hawk it. Yeah. Well a lot of teams so far that the Cowboys have played this season haven't done that. They've yes, they have. just they have, just have and that's him, the reason he's
1: that. that's the reason he's getting interceptions because yeah, yeah, no,
2: what I'm saying is they've been unsuccessful in doing that. So well actually what you've game planned and actually Bridgewater's executed. So it's oh. not Necessarily play by the Cowboys. It's
1: good play by your offense. Oh, no, on and, we we played well on certain circumstances. We absolutely did, but it wasn't a we blew them out thirty to nil, and that was the score. Forget about them them nonsense garbage points. The score was thirty nil as far as I'm concerned. Because yeah. I mean, up until the fourth quarter, I think Dak had a hundred yards on. You know, it was he had about nine attempts for. Oh, sorry, about twenty five attempts on three completions or so something. It was some ridiculous stat. And they early in the game, they went for two fourth downs when it was still nil nil, And um, Tim Patrick came out and said, that shit's disrespectful, and that got our backup. The -hmm. Broncos played um, aggressive, and the Cowboys didn't. That was one of... It just felt like everyone's been saying to to Dallas for so long, you guys are awesome, you're going to steamroll the Broncos. And the Broncos turned up, did their job, weren't spectacular, nothing more. And absolutely destroyed them. That's all it was. It was. If I this think was about doing,
2: doing your team I'm, a disservice, if you'd I have watched really the did. game, I think if you if played, you'd played better the game,
1: than you played better than that. If you'd have watched the game, you would have said the Broncos have done their job and done it well. And I'm not saying we haven't. But you haven't we, managed to do that. We all did season. the job well. So, yes, we have. Mean, we, were, we were four zero against four bad you'd teams. You played nothing. It <laughs> seems your I game. Your four and zero was about as good as his eleven and zero last season. I agree. He played. We played four bad teams. It wasn't that bad. We played four bad teams and won. We played another bad team this, this week and won. That's exactly the same. What we did in the first four weeks of the season, we did again in this game. We beat mediocrity. And that's the problem. We,
0: we did okay. We didn't do
1: brilliantly. We did okay.
0: The Paper Tiger, Dallas Cowboys. Ladies and
1: gentlemen. Oh, the, the, Honestly, now I've seen, I've seen the Cowboys play a couple of times. But I've seen, I, you, know, you sit there and you watch the entire game. They have holes like throughout their team. They are utterly, utterly they're gonna get devastated when it comes to the playoffs. When teams figure them out a little bit more,
2: it's all it was we It's why I'm so annoyed Washington are so bad for mm-hmm. whatever yeah. reason this season because they're making the Cowboys really, look good. Really could have could have, you know, taken it to the Cowboys, I think. But you yeah, know, for well,
1: Washington's reason, Washington's main issue has been um, hasn't actually been their front seven. Their main issue has been their pass defence. Um, they, In terms of yards per game conceded on passing, they're the worst in
0: the NFL. Uh, we, yeah, we, in we are not talking about the, the, the Washington NFL. football team right now, okay? We have a about other games. Just saying. So. All right, all right. Okay, so um, the Jacksonville Jaguars hadn't won a game on American soil in over a year. Josh Allen intercepted the pass, made a sack, and recovered a fumble in this one. That's right, Josh. No need for a middle name, Allen putting a special performance for the Jags to frustrate the Bills. The Jags even missed a field goal and still got the win. Jags cornerback Shaquille Griffin put the win down to looking at the Bills' sideline and knowing that they just didn't think they needed to put in any effort. Looks like it works. The final score in this abomination was the Bills' six, Jaguars' nine.
1: Did you know, and there's an interesting stat from this game, which no one's talked about, did you know that there were players on both sides of the ball called (laughs) Josh Allen? I know, no one mentioned it. Shock, there is nothing it? interesting about this game other than the fact that
2: it's the biggest upset this season in yeah. the NFL. And it will be the biggest upset this season in the NFL. Las Vegas. How the Buffalo Bills one. only... Oh, this this was an Ackerbuster-like beyond all Ackerbusters. Yeah, the Bills to A, only score six points, and B, to lose in any way to the Jacks is just so far beyond the pale. It's it's absolutely ridiculous. Um, yeah, they weren't very
0: good. The Bills have had some slow starts this season, but they've, they've figured it out, haven't they? They used the second half. You expect them just to kind of kick on and go, all right, we've got to do some work now. They've done it before. They
2: played similarly. In the, yeah, you're right. They played similarly. I think, was it last week when they played the Dolphins or the week before? And it was like 6-6 going into yeah. midway through into the third quarter. Yeah. And then all of a sudden something kicks in and away they go. But quite why and what it is that's that's stopping them from being able to score early, I don't know. But know they it were just turgid. They, they just looked dreadful. They couldn't do anything. You know, Josh Allen, the one that everybody knows, <laughs> he, he was just making really god-awful decisions with his passing and and holding on to the ball too long and just generally almost playing like he did when he first came into the league.
1: Mm. It was just bad. It's just bad play. I think one of the issues with the Bills, well, they've got two issues. One is their inability to really provide any meaningful protection. I think their offensive line is okay, but gets shown up. Um, in this game, 40% of his dropbacks, he, he conceded pressure on, mm-hmm. um, which isn't great. But it's their lack of run game. Now, I'm, I've been a fan of Devin Singletary for a while, but he's yeah. he's failed consistently to produce, and I think it's time potentially for the Bills to move off him. Do you know how many running? You know how many um, rush attempts there was in this game? Nine, nine from players who weren't called Josh Allen, and that's yeah, not good enough. Sounds right. And that's the thing is that's in a game that they lost by three point nine six. I mean, it's not as though they had to abandon the run game. Because when you're behind further, that's one thing the Packers have always tried to do. Get a lead early and try and make you abandon the run game because they don't want to deal with it. Yeah. Um, they didn't have to do that. The, the run game could have been effective throughout. To only run it nine times for 22 yards, it's unacceptable. That is absolutely fundamentally unacceptable. If they don't have a run game, that is going to bite them on the arse.
0: But when was the last time they um, had a run game? It's, it's been years. Thurman OJ Thomas. OJ. Thurman, <laughs> Thurman yeah. Thomas.
2: In the, in 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 that fantastic Bills team of the nineties
1: nineties.
0: Mm. It's been a Do long mean, time since they established a run. But but that's has that's been a long time that's, since that's that's
1: the problem. Run. They they should be a team who play outdoors in what is essentially a hurricane week after week, who should dominate with the run, and they just haven't, and they never haven't. That that's an issue. It, it's a massive, massive issue. The number of penalties they conceded as well was an absolute joke. 12 penalties in a game. I'm sorry, that's that is indiscipline. That's oh, it's that right. bit. it's Unforgivable. Utter, utter nonsense. I, I...
2: Although, having said that, I mean, you know, we've, we've seen a few games this weekend where the refs have been a bit flag happy. <laughs> um, but, you know, we'll, we'll, I'm sure we'll come on to that oh, a bit yeah. later.
0: Yeah. Well, I'm sure in, in two weeks, no one will believe this game happened and that this result actually uh, occurred. but Yeah, this, this well, will be you remember,
2: the one, when you, when you get to the end of the season, this will be the game where everyone looks at it and go, really? The,
0: the, the Jags <laughs> beat the Bills? How did that happen? Really? The Texans got a win? One. Yeah. one. <laughs> so, next one. Justin Tucker kicked his 18th game-winning field goal for the Ravens to come away with the overtime win on the Vikings. Tucker has now made 53 consecutive field goals in the fourth quarter and overtime. It started so well for the Vikings, too. A 50 yard bomb to Justin Jefferson and a cousin sneak had them up by 11. A Devonta Freeman touchdown for the, got the Ravens closer at the half. But a 98 yard kickoff return by Kenny Gangru was a great start to the second for the Minnesota. Ravens took the lead through Devon Duvernay and Le'Veon Bell before an Adam Thielen catch took the game to overtime. Anthony Barr picked Lamar Jackson, but the Minnesota offense stalled and the game was lost. Final score in Baltimore was the Vikings 31. Ravens 34. Two things that I'd like to highlight
2: in this game. Um, if you get the chance, go and watch David Duverno's touchdown catch, because it is a thing of beauty. Um, one-handed spinning catch, balls thrown behind him as well. Yeah, not so a he's, throw. He's, he's made some uh, serious athletic moves to get there. And also, I think we need to shout out to Anthony Barr uh, for his um, bat up in the air, self-interception give the Vikings the ball in overtime. The fact they didn't go and do anything with it is not down to him. Another fantastic defensive player. Um, so, yeah, um, it's the Vikings being the Vikings, isn't it? Giving themselves a chance yeah. to win and not taking it. Uh, I, it. I've kind of lost track this season of how many times we've said that, to be honest. <laughs>
1: um, five, because that's how many games they've lost. Every game they lose is within one score. Um yeah most of the games they win are within one score. Five of the fair, games they, that they've played in have ended on the final play and it normally doesn't go in their favour. The, um, the Vikings feel very chargerish this season. No, I think um, the defence is better. I think the defence is a lot better. The problem is they've got a quarterback who's um, half a quarterback short of being any good uh, and they've got a head coach who has no idea how to run the clock, no idea how to well, set the defence. The head coach um, is just counting down the days
2: until he signs for Denver, isn't he? to so, has. Picking out curtains.
1: I think that'd be perfect fit. Perfect fit. Not it. I told you, if that happens, I'm quitting football. Okay. I'm stopping. <laughs> I'm, I'm quitting. I'm done. I'm done.
0: <sighs> and let's quit this game as well. It's just one of those. Mm-hmm. To Philly, where Justin Herbert threw two touchdown passes and ran for a score, and Dustin Hopkins made a 29-yard field goal with two seconds remaining to give the LA Chargers a victory over the Eagles on Sunday. The Chargers scored first with a catch by Steven Anderson. The Eagles responded with a touchdown run from Jordan Howard. The team's traded touchdowns on four straight drives in the second half before the final series. Donald Parham and a Justin Herbert run for LA. A Kenneth Gamewell run and a Devonta Smith catch for Philly. Then came a 15-play drive with two fourth-down conversions that swallowed the clock and allowed the Chargers to go home with the win. The final score was the Chargers 27, Eagles 24.
1: This is the, uh, the tale of two quarterbacks. Um, oh yeah, Two young quarterbacks. One's Uh, one's good, one's good, and one's a gadget guy. Um, It's, I mean, the more I see Herbert, the more I think, okay, he's the real deal. The more I see Hertz, the more it makes me question. You mentioned a couple of weeks ago, Jim, you'd love to hear what Philly Sai had to say about it. I've got i I've got a quote. I feel like a oh, no, I've got a quote. No, we, think, we think we we a I say that? I think Punk had
2: a police eye sighting.
1: Wow. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I, I asked him the other day, and it's a very, it's a very brief one because he's the busiest man in the world at the moment. But yeah. um, he said he's probably more concerned this year because there's probably some better parts around him than there were last year. But he thinks most of the issue is again coaching. So Agreed. I think that's. I, I'm, I'm not. Is it Sirianni? I, I'm not sold on him, to be honest. So I'm still willing to give him the benefit of the doubt. I've just not seen anything I've fallen in love with yet. I don't think he's particularly terrible. I just think he's you know, I just, somewhat underwhelming. I'm still giving him the benefit of the doubt. But I'm, he's failing yeah. to, de- to deceive at the moment. That's fair. Um, but I just think the Chargers are a better team and they beat the Eagles. It's, it, it doesn't feel like a shock. It doesn't feel like a game you want to spend too much time on saying, oh, this happened because of that. They're just a better team.
0: So we won't. Um, Not not much to say about the Packers and Chiefs. Aaron Rodgers missed his first game since 2017, and Green Bay got to see what they got with their first-round pick in 2020. Uh, Jordan Love completed 19 of 34 attempts for 190 yards, a touchdown to Alan Lazard, and a pick to Lejarius Sneed. Mahomes wasn't much better, though, in this game, recording his lowest career yardage total. Travis Kelce looked a bit more like his usual self and got the Chiefs' only touchdown, but this one was dominated by a player that wasn't in the stadium. The final score in Arrowhead was the Packers 7, Chiefs 13. I think the Packers might be looking for a quarterback sometime (laughs) soon. I think Uh,
1: um, Love proved he isn't the answer right now. Whether he'll be with another offseason or not is another. I think there was enough there to say, okay, we can work on it. It didn't look horrendous. It's Mm -hmm. not a Nate Peterman job. Um, But you mentioned this is Mahomes' fewest passing um, career. See, I was listening that time. Really? It's only the second time in the Mahomes era that the Chiefs have been shut out in the second half. And I'm pretty sure the first time was against the Raiders when they had that monster second quarter where they scored three yeah, times. Yeah, they didn't need to score the rest a second half. half yeah. No, absolutely. Yeah. The thing that was concerning, and I I was watching, I I, I saw something that made me go, "What?" Oh? and I rewound it and watched it about four times. And I'm pretty sure that it was on second down. And Mahomes, you know, the, uh, the teams, uh, the head coaches get until 20 seconds to speak to the quarterback. As soon yeah. as it it's 20 seconds, that's turned oh, off. off. Yeah. And he, yep, he turned. Uh, Mahomes turned around to the sideline and said, "What's the play?" And I'm, I'm certain he said, "What's the play?" As in right. looking, uh, And they were at home, so it's not because it was loud or anything like that. Um, but he, he literally turned to the sideline and said, what's the play? And I'm like, that, with an Andy Reid team, that shouldn't happen. I'm, it, there's something going on at the moment because that offense is not clicking. I mean, it's horrendous defense, but whatever. Well, um, I mean, you, usually the communications only get bad in and around the Foxborough
2: area. Yeah. <laughs> um, when, when visiting <laughs> the teams equipment gets a bit are there. Yeah, 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 you know, there's understand. some weird anomaly that happens around around that area. <laughs> Um, but, I think it's magnets or something. I mean, I mean, you know, not being funny, right? Mahomes has been in this league four years, five years. Where are we now? Five years. This is the fourth year. Uh, in for this five is years. the fourth proper, proper year. Proper years, yeah. Okay, so he should be, if if his headset is shut off and he can't hear his coach, he should already know enough plays to be able to call a play at the line of scrimmage based on the personnel he has yeah. and what he's looking at. He shouldn't need to be turning to the sideline and going, what's the play?
1: I mean, He he's might have, been saying, he might have <laughs> been saying, where's the clay? You know, you want to see. Yeah, oh, uh, Maybe he was looking for clay Matthews and didn't understand why. He this is Dave's lip lit-
0: reading skills. Could be,
1: could yeah. be way yeah. off. No, just, so I stopped and said to the wife, what did you just say? And she said, where's the, pl- what's the play? And I was like, there you go. And they genuinely look like that's why he may have not um, been saying that. I don't know. But it, it, I mean, it's certainly what he looked like. I'd, I'd be surprised if I'm brutally honest. I'd yeah. be surprised. He's not that bad of a
2: quarterback. No, but... which made me go. What did you <laughs> he right. say? What He's all right. He He'll do. But, yeah. um, I, th- I think If he falls off, we'll take him next year. Yeah, I
0: think, I think we have that. to give
2: a little bit of love to the Packers defense here as well because they didn't give him a moment's rest, to be honest. No. Um, you know, they, they, I mean, you said Kelsey kind of came back to what he was doing. I mean, he didn't really. He just, he, he, got a he got what? He got a couple he, of catches. He got one touchdown and a couple of catches, <laughs> but it's not really Kelsey, is it? It's not 10 for 160 and well, two. I didn't screens. say he
0: looked imperious, did I? I just
2: said he looked close to his know, I, 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 these, this, yeah, I, I mean, I quite like it. And I, I think I said last week, I don't want to start, you know, Poking the bear too much, but mm. these Chiefs just something ain't right, man. Something ain't right, and it's absolutely hilarious to watch.
1: Did you did see they um, given him a
2: half a billion dollar contract?
1: You know, did you see that the uh, uh the Packers sent Devontae Adams out on defense? They sent him to play nickel. <laughs> did you see, yeah, I, see that? I love yeah. that. I absolutely love. He can catch the ball. Send him in on nickel. I love that. I
0: absolutely.
2: You quite often see it on hail marys at the end. Yeah, of yeah. but he wasn't. He wasn't. No, it was I like, know. But in the third quarter, you
1: know, go and do play nickel. All right, right, bust. So yeah, just, just run where you think just, the ball is. Just, I just love run that. quickly I love that. with that yeah, receiver
0: yeah. and catch it above his head. Yeah. yeah. Just just one quick thing <laughs> on contracts, Punk. I mean, how much did you pay Gruden? Easy. Uh, well, yeah, well, but that doesn't count towards We don't the know, do we? It doesn't count towards
2: the cap, and it's completely separate. It's 100 over oh, oh, 10 years, so it's 10 minute. Hang on a minute. <laughs> so actually hang on less on minute.
1: than Andy Reid, I expect. <laughs> so but, it's not know. Andy Reid's on 8 million. Um, oh, so well, there you, you, go. you In the so ballpark. Par- Punk's whole point was that maybe this big contract has sent him off the rails and you bring out John Gruden. Yeah, I was just saying that, that stupid contract. I'm backing up your argument. Well, well, it wasn't well, John Gruden's contract it was money. that sent him
2: off the rails, was it? It was it was John Gruden that sent John Gruden off the rails. Yeah, true. Yeah, that's yeah. true, Or ESPN, one or the other. We certainly can't blame the Raiders
1: for that. It's ESPN's
2: fault.
1: No. <laughs> I don't know, but the emails, cal- emails were continuing until 2017 when he was still part of the Raiders, so yeah.
0: Ooh. Yeah, well, go. Yeah. Anyway, anyway, we're moving on. We're moving on. No Kyler yeah. Murray, no Dondre Hopkins or AJ Green. No problems for Arizona Cardinals, who it seems can stop Colt McCoy on the centre and still easy dispatch that NFC West rival 49ers. Even when running back Chase Edmonds went out injured in the first quarter, there was no dip in this week. James Connor stepped up with 173 scrimmage yards and three touchdowns. The other scorer for Arizona was Eno Benjamin. For the Niners, George Kittle was back and after a fumble, he did get a touchdown catch. Ricky Brandon and did the same. the Baker picked Jimmy G and Marcus Golden had three of the Cardinals' five sacks of Garoppolo. The Niners now just won and eight at Levi Stadium in the past two seasons. The final score was San Fran seventeen, Cardinals thirty-one. This ain't fair. This this is dangerous. The more the more I see of the Cardinals, the more I think they're a
2: cheat mode team yeah. or something. Yeah, because yeah, they're being coached out of their skins. If they can lose Hopkins Murray, put. Colt McCoy under center and let James Connor run and it's still smashed the 49ers who you know to be fair are not a terrible team i know they're probably not as good as we expect them to be they've had a fair amount of injuries on offense but their defense is still pretty stout um they it wasn't even fair it wasn't even it wasn't even close <laughs> no i i yeah. someone someone's definitely putting
1: something in the Kool-Aid in in phoenix cuz you know it um, isn't fair. You're absolutely right. It's not fair because the Broncos have spent six years trying to find a half decent quarterback and wading through piles and piles of dog shit, and yet the Arizona Cardinals they put in Colt McCoy, and he looks like a bloody Hall of Famer. How's that fair? Come on, this is a disgrace. No, it's well, one fair, of the Browns' uh, really well. list. Well, all right. let's not let's not make a grown man cry.
0: Well, he was um, in the Browns. <laughs> I saw a graphic on Sunday, Dave. Haven't the the, the... The Broncos have started 11 quarterbacks since Peter Manning retired. Yeah. yeah. Well
1: done.
2: Well done. That's, that, that's very brownish. It's so a thorough it set. Only
1: 11? Is only only 11. 11, is it? Yeah.
2: Only 11. That's got to be the Look, most in the I'll NFL, tell you surely. It's only been, tell you what. what, five years?
1: Let's, let's have a chat in two years and tell me what the news I know. I know, yeah, we'll have <laughs> every week. There's nothing week. coming up in the draft next year. I know. No. So, <laughs> wow. I, think, I, I think I said on the podcast a couple of weeks ago, maybe a month or so ago, I'm not sure how good Cliff Kingsbury is. And one of the reasons I said that um, was because this whole air raid scheme that he was bringing in wasn't really being fully utilised. And a lot of the plays we were seeing were Carla Murray almost doing it on a whim. Well, this was a game where that didn't happen and it was a good quality backup. And and you know what I mean by that. Someone who can just come in week eight, week 14, makes no difference and just do a job, do what he needs to do, make easy plays. And a game plan was created for him on both sides of the ball, not just on the offense, on both sides of the ball that made it easier for him. And I think that's something that you... You, you can't overlook that. I think Cliff Kingsbury is and has been putting himself in a position to be coach of the year. It's about expectations versus what they deliver. And there's no team which has which has out delivered on expectations more for me than the Cardinals.
0: I hope somebody clicked I mean, that. I... <laughs> that was that was
2: beautiful. Yeah. Oh, I was I was just gonna say that you know, I did pick the Cardinals to get a fair amount of wins, but the way they're playing, and you're absolutely right. I mean, coach of the year, without a doubt, uh, at the minute anyway. Um, either him or Basaccia if we make the Super Bowl, but there we go. We'll Pipe see what happens. Down. But, you know, um, yeah, uh, it's it's just not fair at the minute. Like you said, no. the fact that Leighton just plug Colt McCoy in there and play. It's seamless. It's absolutely seamless. And that has to Who be. Two starts in case. 10 years. There's nothing
1: else it can be. Yeah. I swear okay. to God, again, at the end of the we season. You join pretty... the Cardinals this season. If we get rid of Drew Locke at the end of the season and Arizona pick him up and he becomes a good player, then that's <laughs> it. I'm
0: done. I am done. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be a backup there as well. Yeah.
2: Well done, Arizona.
0: The Sunday night game saw the Derek Henry less Titans into SoFi Stadium to face the Rams. Tennessee had to find another way to win and they found a punishing defensive unit that pressured Matt Stafford all day. There were picks for both quarterbacks in the first half. Jeff Swain caught a Tannehill pass from the pick on the previous play to put the Titans ahead. A pick six by Kevin Byard on the next play made it 14 points in just a few game seconds. Tannehill ran in another score to shell-shock the Rams into halftime. The second half saw a touchdown for parachuted in running back replacement and former league MVP Adrian Peterson. Tony Michelle got a touchdown for the Rams on their final drive, but this was a rout. Final score was the Titans 28, Rams 16. What? I don't understand this game.
1: I really don't. I don't no. understand the NFL. How the Titans, without Derek Henry, can absolutely maul the Rams is beyond me. It... I don't know what
2: happened to the Titans' defence this week, but they must have been drinking the same Kool-Aid that the Cardinals were. Because, <laughs> yeah. you know... <laughs> They again, you know, this Titans defense is a run-of-the-mill, pretty average. We'll have good games and bad games defense. You know, I'm not saying they're bad. I'm just saying they're not in that. You wouldn't ordinarily put them in that top five defenses. You know what I mean? And then this week, they've just absolutely smashed what might be the best team in the NFC. mm. I mean, the AFC is completely Mm cooked after the (laughs) cards. You know, every every single leading team apart from the Titans in the AFC lost this weekend. You know, the, the AFC is is very much uh a, a, a week-to-week type conference at the minute. Whereas the NFC, you've got that little cluster of teams that are you'd say pretty much head and shoulders above everybody else. But these AFC teams, and you know, we're talking about the Titans specifically now seem to be able to, to walk into NFC stadiums and, and just beat teams down. It's, no, I, it's, I, it's, I, it's just amazing that, that to me that the Titans have been so up and down on defense this year. have actually just woken up and, and gone, actually, we are good.
1: We're not even average. We're just good. Yeah. And the thing is, they're solid in every position. And it come, this is one of the advantages of not having a quarterback earning 75 million in one year um you know they're solid all over the place not another another dig at the cowboys there tally Hill's earning some
0: good money though right
1: he's not no he's earning deep money but he's not he's not like he's not like top 10 i mean i'm not sending him a food parcel anytime soon put it that way but i mean kevin byard might just be the best safety in football right now in the way he's playing. he has been sensational for most of the season Jim's pulling a face that tells me he probably doesn't agree because he's going to game Mika
0: Fitzpatrick. Because obviously... Well, obviously. A you know, <laughs> there you go. It's bold the best, statement. The it's a bold statement is the best safety in the NFL. I mean, you know. On form. He's very good. He's, he's on form, yeah. yeah. Very, I'm not saying on he's form. not very good. Yes,
1: on form, he, for me, has been the standout.
0: He had a good game there. I don't like throwing yeah. around titles willy no,
1: nilly. No, no, no. He's been... Absolutely top class all season so far. Um, but the Titans approved. I, we raised questions last week and said, look, how are they, are they going to be good enough about Derek Henry? Those questions still exist, but they've been diluted by what they did to the Rams. Yep. Maybe the Rams came in thinking, they ain't got Derek Henry, we'll murder them. Possibly. Yeah. It could be. It We've could seen the be.
0: lack of it. Will be interesting,
2: it will be interesting to see if the Titans maintain or oh. there's a drop off next week. Um, it may well just be that they got themselves super hyped for a you know, a, a showdown with the Rams in prime time and without Henry and everyone expects us to lose and rah, 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 you know? But we'll see. We'll see. We'll see what happens.
0: How nice to see Adrian Peterson come in and get a touchdown on his first game for his new team. Always
2: nice to see Adrian Peterson get a touchdown. That puts him top 10 all
0: time, I think, now. Yeah. I saw him do one live, unfortunately, against the Steelers. Um, to bring my nice segue then to the Monday night game, that saw a fourth win in a row for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Pat Frymer had one amazing touchdown last week. This week he got two scores and helped the offense that is starting to grow in confidence. Najee Harris had also got another touchdown on a confident run. The Bears are starting to look dangerous now with Justin Fields making plenty of accurate downfield passes. His big problem was the lack of O-line quality as he was under pressure often. TJ Watt had three sacks on the day. There were kickoff fumbles from both teams and three touchdowns in the fourth quarter for the Bears one of them off the fumble, and two for Darnell Mooney. It put the Bears in front, but Chris Boswell's 40-yard field goal clinched the win. Final score was the Bears 27, Steelers 29. Were you playing in the black and yellow
2: stripes, or were you just playing in your normal coloured jerseys? Because every time I I looked at the game, it looked like you had about 13 men on the field. So, (laughs) you know... What? (laughs) Well, you know, there, there was... There were some dubious, shall we say, officiating calls in this game. Uh, you know, I don't know what you're
0: talking
2: about. It's, yeah, it's it's one of those things that seems to happen fairly regularly
0: in, in Steelerland. No, along no, with, no, with, no. This happens all over Fox, the place. Uh, bad officiating happens everywhere, Punk. Come on.
2: Along with... Well, no, it does. It absolutely does. I'll I'll give you that. Normally against us, but... You know, reason, oh, there we go. There seems there seems to be like like the you know headset anomaly that happens in Foxborough. There quite often seems to be a flurry of yellow flags that come down when it's
1: when when Pittsburgh are playing at home. In fairness, so, in fairness, when those flurry of flags do come down, it's normally only on one side of the ball, and that's the side opposite Steelers. So, in fairness, it all, Only, only happens on true. one yes. side. It is normally one sided just to be mm. fair. Um, the, the most contentious one is obviously the um, Cassius March one. Yeah. At the end where he was... I don't agree with that either. No one... I don't... Haunting... Oh, I agree with it. I, mean? agree, I agree with that. He should have been flagged, I'm 100%. I'm totally down that he should have been flagged for that. All right. <laughs> I... No, no, no. So he, he, he... What was it? He gets a sack. Yeah. The sack don't... turns does so, this does super, duper spinny, thing. super duper spinny roundhouse kick. Yeah. And yeah. I counted this, takes eight steps towards the bench, stands at the bench Steelers staring bench. at them. Yeah, the Steelers bench before yeah. turning around and walking away. Mm. If you're going to do that in a league that has constantly penalized taunting, you're running the risk of getting done for it. He's a stupid idiot who, if it was me, would get fined a week's wages?
0: I mean, he's a, a rotational like defensive player for the Bears. He should have ran straight yeah. to the sideline and, and thanked his lucky yeah. stars he did something because he might get the play in the game. No,
2: he shouldn't. <laughs> he's just put in a
0: fantastic yes.
2: play. It's probably the best thing he's going to do all season. It's probably got him an invite to next season's training camp. He, no, he needs doesn't. to just be allowed to celebrate it the fact that no, no, looked no, you, at you're the bench making
1: is you're not making enough for taunting i'm sorry no, no, be, these it, rules are getting out of hand no no it's, it's a super duper spinny roundhouse it's the super duper spinny roundhouse kick he did he eight steps more. towards the bench and the posturing as if as if to do that chris Eubank junior thing where he stands in the middle of the ring and looks like he's trying to look like Great. he's a guy. the issue you know is what? listen you're making a different argument to this you're making a very yeah. different argument to what yeah. i'm doing my argument is don't do that in a league that is punishing, taunting. If that if this was last season, I'm saying do that, mate. Go over there, flip him and go, oh, come on, have a go. Do all of that, but not when it's so sensitive as it's happening now, consistently. So last week um, against Washington, Jerry Judy got fined 10 grand for taunting um, for doing this bow and arrow thing. Yeah, And it showed three other players in that game doing exactly the same pose. None of them got fined. And this was a post. Where he pointed the arrow. And this is ridiculous. the problem
2: is that there is no consistency in no, officiating. 100%. And there never will be with something as 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 ab- unobjective as taunting.
0: Look, you know, let's... it's
2: fine to say no gang signs and no throat slitting and all the rest of it. I get that. Don't mm-hmm. get me wrong. But she... the guy did a super spinny roundhouse kick and stood there staring at a bench. Come on.
0: I think Presley Harvin helped up by running close to him as the punter, because that with the flag. Give it over. The Bears Bears had 12 penalties for 115 yards, okay, and the Steelers had 5 for 30, so they were still penalties on both sides. I would like to talk very quickly, Justin Fields had a very good game yesterday. I I liked what I saw from what he was doing. Like I said in the the review, he was not getting the help that he should have got from that O-line. They are not protecting him enough, and the game plan is still not set up to kind of negate the hits that he's taking uh, if they want to keep him as the franchise quarterback. He's in a terrible situation. He's not in a, a good uh, franchise for developing talent. So just hope that he can make it through because he is special. And I think he should have been taken a lot higher than he was. Uh, he certainly had a good think, game against us.
2: I I agree with you with Fields. I think, I think he's shown that ever since that first game he came in where Nagy basically tried to have him murdered yeah, it, it, you know, he's shown his quality as a quarterback. He's shown he's learning quickly. Um, I think you're right. I think half the problem is going to be that they are going to get him killed before the end of the season. Um, he's a bit unlucky that he landed in Chicago. But if they, if they don't do something to help him soon, um, they are going to find themselves in all kinds of worlds of hurt because he will get injured.
1: I think, so I know that the left tackle for uh, Chicago's Jason Peters, and I know the left guard is Cody Whitehair. So mm-hmm. I knew that, and that was fine. Now, Jason Peters is getting on a bit. Um, he's <laughs> yeah, getting on a bit so, a few years ago. Yeah. I was yeah. going to say, he's, so he's about um, the
2: same age as me now.
1: <laughs> what are so you he's obviously uh, going to have some uh, performance issues when the game get, games sort of go deeper into there's somewhere yeah, on the some tires. Number, don't, don't
2: start on performance there's, there's, issues. There's we all get the these bike. little things that happen as we get older.
1: Yeah, isn't <laughs> the truth? But then the other side, so I'm not familiar with these names. Larry Boran, never heard of him. And Sam Mustafa, who's the who's the center, and then James Daniels. I know that name, but I can't think where. Yeah,
0: James Daniels um, is you know fairly well respected as a an O-lineman. The other two, the plug yeah. and play guys, you know.
1: But it it almost looks as though you, the the offensive line that I saw, he was con- there was always constant pressure, but yeah. he handled it perfectly well, which is fine. The problem that I have with that with that offense is there's nothing special in terms of play calling. That they're not doing anything that's making you go, God, I wish the Broncos did that. So when, whenever, for example, whenever I watch the Titans sometimes it's straightforward, but there's always something where I go, oh, I wish the Broncos did that. Or I wish we tried that every now and again. And I I don't remember the last time I saw that with the Bears. What? (laughs) Running the ball. Yeah. (laughs) I wish we had some good players. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: (laughs) We ran the ball brilliantly this week, but you didn't. You just you, you, you
2: just, just said it said was in rubbish. Our review that it was rubbish, and it was because the Cowboys, Cowboys defenders
0: picked up your running back and nothing, carried nothing. Him to it. I, I, I did not say players.
1: I did not say it was rubbish. I said we did what we needed to do, and we did nothing special.
0: Went a bit further than that by the feel of it. I don't it's, not of I it. <laughs> it's not what I
2: had. It's not what I had. You hear what you want, <laughs> listeners. Let us know.
0: Hit us right. up on Twitter. <laughs> Those were all the games. So let's move on to the the picks for Week Nine. We go through Week Nine's wrongins. So we start off with the Browns versus the Bengals. Um, Punk, you picked the Browns. You were on Browns Island for that, so congratulations. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, myself, Dave, and Patriot Mark took the loss. Mark was the uh, the People's Champion this week. The Broncos, Cowboys. Well, we all went for the Cowboys. Um, you know, can't really blame us. <laughs> The Falcons versus the Saints. Dave was on Falcons Island, so uh, Dave doesn't lose out on a point there. Giants versus Raiders. Well, you told me to go for the Giants. I I went for the Raiders and uh, got punished for it. Jags, Bills, we all took the nail on that one. The Chargers-Eagles. So myself and Punk picked the Eagles. So that was a 50-50 pick there. The Chiefs versus the Packers. Uh, Dave and I picked the Chiefs, although in the pod, Dave, you did pick the Packers, and
2: then you switched it like a well this is
0: this is move um, yeah
2: this and... this is definitely controversy because you know i even said at the time can i change my pick because aaron rodgers has just literally gone down with covid and i was told no
1: well, yeah. so
2: you know um, i said uh, on the there's the definitely patreon shenanigans pod. going on some people you just want to go burn
1: i said on the patreon pod i've changed my pick not You're, not lousy. You're not, I not said, allowed to. I train. said on I the got
2: podcast. I got told off for the first week of the season for changing my pick after 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 the initial Wait, pod, I mean, the, the old pod, old Patreon pod. Then it's so, one all. You know. it's dreadful, dreadful.
0: And with the Titans versus the Rams, well, everyone on the pod picked the Rams. Mark was the clever one; he picked the Titans, and so he got the well point there. Mark. So what that means? Well, um, we're going to go and look at the uh, the the tables. And Dave, you got ten and four this week. Somehow, you you walked away with a ten and four record. I don't know how he's managed that. I can't believe it.
2: Shenanigans, (laughs) definitely calling shenanigans. There's no way he was three games better than me this week.
0: No, well, Mark got nine and five, and Punk and myself got seven and seven as a record, which dreadful. Crazy. I don't think I've
2: ever had seven and
0: seven. And yeah, it's happened. The the, the tables and at the moment show count. that Dave has eighty-eight <laughs> points, punk has eighty-five, <laughs> the people have eighty-four, and I have eighty-two. So, so that's me
1: winning by
0: miles.
2: <laughs> Look, with <we're laughs> three <laughs> picks and we're halfway through the season's
0: not miles, is it? Miles. Just a quick professional bit then, boys. We're running the pod versus the people contest with PlayActionPools.com, the newest and already best office sports pool hosting platform. We're able to enter our picks each week and track who's currently on top and who is currently at the bottom, but will ultimately come good and win it all. Yeah, okay. If you want to use Play Pools, then don't forget to use our discount code TFD for 10% off and get in at the ground level to help this company move forward. They've also just released a build your bankroll feature, which operates essentially as a virtual sportsbook, allowing you to choose the games you want to pick and determine how many points you're willing to risk on each game. I think we may be taking advantage of that on future competitions, but make sure you check them out at playactionpools.com. That's playactionpools.com.
2: It's it's really simple to use and, and nice and clear as well. I mean, it's it's yep. so simple, even Dave seems to be able to do it. So, you know, if <laughs> a Broncos <laughs> fan around. can do it, then, you know, Dave, it's, it's got to be, be able to do simple. it and win. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Something's going on there. Anyway, on to week 10. On to week 10. And we have a new champion for the people this week. It is Dave, who is a Seahawks fan. Um, so thank you very much, Dave, for putting your picks. Thank you, Mark, for last week and getting nine bloody wins. Wow. Well done, Mark. Wow. Well done.
2: So did he pick it, the Patriots just out of interest? No.
0: Hmm, did he? Okay. Uh he must have done. No, he did he did. Did he? Okay. I would have flagged it as in picking the wrong team if you'd done that.
2: So yeah. anyway, okay.
0: right, week 10, we've got 14 games to go through, I believe. Start on Thursday then with the Baltimore Ravens at the Miami Dolphins.
2: Correct, the Baltimore Ravens. <laughs> if See? anyone honestly believes that the Dolphins are going to score enough points to keep up with the Ravens, then... Um, I don't know what they to they think, think anymore, more Punch. After, after week nine, I don't know what to think anymore. So well there is that but let's be honest you know ravens and dolphins is one of those that actually i think you're fairly safe especially on a thursday short week um usually the better team and the obviously better team wins um so you know for me that that confirms that the
0: ravens will will pick up a nice big one this okay. week dave you also go for the ravens yeah okay um, this is the one pick that I'm switching for my preseason picks. Uh, I did go with uh, the Dolphins originally, Lions, but I'm going with the Ravens. Uh, so we're all going Ravens. It's a clean sweep for the Thursday night game. Sunday, the Atlanta Falcons at the Dallas Cowboys.
1: Uh, Cowboys, Cowboys,
2: four Cowboys. Despite how terrible they were last week, they're not then. They're, not, they're not as bad as they were last week. <laughs> no, I, think,
1: I think the Falcons will win, um, but I knew everyone else would go for the Cowboys, so it's a tactical pick to make sure I don't lose any points. <laughs> oh, Ugh. Wow, when, we're only
2: just halfway through the season. You're starting yeah. to get yeah. tactical
1: already. You're really? playing the game. Wow. Am I wrong, though?
0: Am yeah, you wrong. I'm wrong. not no. picking the
1: Cowboys. No, no, no you're right. Not. Go with it's your tactics, heart. I'm man. not going to lose any points.
0: The New Orleans Saints are at the Tennessee Titans. <laughs> Interesting
1: game. Well, we've already said the Titans are good this week. Uh, the Saints are good this week. So we know exactly what's going to happen. But um, are they the Saints are away from home,
2: outdoors in Tennessee good? Or mm-hmm. are they actually Trevor Simeon throwing three interceptions against a defense that seems to have woken up and found itself?
1: Well, they've got the best safety in the league. So of course they're going to win. The Saints are going <laughs> to walk it. So so
2: just, just, just to counteract your tactical picking then – you get to pick first every single game. No,
0: yes, because then oh, you, don't Dave, get you
2: to
1: picking... hear
0: what we picked before. You're so far ahead of us, you know. Give no, us my, a
1: my, tacti- my tactical picking was done. <laughs> only works if you before. hear our picks. No, no, no. <laughs> my tactical picking was done before um, everything else. So, yeah, go on then. I told you, Titans, Titans, Titans.
0: yes, yeah, four, four picks for the Titans. Okay. The Jacksonville Jaguars, off their recent win, are facing a division rival, the Indianapolis Colts in Indianapolis. Who's going for the Jags? Shaking of heads. Okay, right. So it's four picks for the Colts. Lightning does not strike twice. (laughs) (laughs) The Cleveland Browns are at the New England Patriots.
1: Sneaky good game of the week, possibly, this one. No, I think it'll be turgid. I think Patriots will shut them down and win by single digits, and Browns will score no more than about 15 points. I mm,
2: think the Patriots
1: win, Patriots win it. Browns.
2: Okay. I'm taking the Browns. They showed me enough last week that now they've got rid of the distractions, playing with confidence and as a unit on offense. And Chubb um, And with Chubb back, uh, I think that the Browns will beat the Patriots. Yeah, I think we've it'll got... be close. I think it'll be a decent game, but I think the Browns come out on top.
0: We've got a 50-50 split because Dave has gone for the Patriots and I've gone for the Browns. So there we okay. go. The Buffalo Bills are playing the New York Football Jets. <laughs> AFC East rivalry. Now they just yeah, lost I mean. to the Jags.
2: Jets, Jets also have already beaten the Titans and the Bengals, haven't they? So... Uh, you know, this is exactly the type of game that the Jets would win, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Um, having said that, the Bills were so god-awful last week that if they're not doing, like, double shifts in practice, then there's something wrong. So I'm going Bills. Uh,
0: Bills will win by 20. we All four of us gone for the Bills. The Detroit Lions, the lowliest team in the lowliest part of the league, are going to Pittsburgh to play the Steelers.
1: I said last week I, I'd given up on the Lions Steelers. I think this will be their first win this season in Pittsburgh against the Lions. Um, so I think the Steelers will win this one
0: quite easily. Right. So four for the Steelers. There we go. Right. Thank you very much, Dave. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers off their bye week, they're at the Washington football team. Uh, we also,
1: they- what the Bucks did last year off a bye. So anyone who doesn't go for the Bucks is crazy.
0: Agreed. Well, call me crazy, because I'm going for the Washington Football Team. Wow, I'm on the island. That's, that's
2: brave. That's brave. I mean, I I can see no, your thinking behind it. I mean, even even the playoff game last season, you know, the 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 Washington team. Ran all, saying, oh, he was close. You know, was close. But um, yeah, I I can see your thinking, but no, Buccaneers have just got too much too much firepower.
0: It's very nice, very charitable if you said I was thinking when I made that pick. That was a preseason pick, I'm just sticking with it. The Carolina Panthers are at the Arizona Cardinals. Panthers
2: at Cardinals. Well, considering how excellently the Panthers have been playing in recent weeks, um, I'm going with the Cardinals, whether it's Colt McCoy, Kyler Murray or some under 12. They could have Daniel Jones
1: playing for him, it would make a blind bit of difference.
2: They could have um, you playing for him and it wouldn't make a blind bit of difference,
1: to be honest. Might. You can throw a ball three yards. Yeah, it'd be it'd be head over tail, though. It wouldn't be spiraled. <laughs> it wouldn't need <laughs> to be the way over end or yeah. over the shot. <laughs> yeah. Uh,
0: so we yeah, had all four for the Cardinals there. The Minnesota Vikings are at the LA Chargers. Um We said uh, these teams were close to each other.
1: I mean, geographically, if you're looking from space, maybe. I don't think they're particularly close in terms of talent. I think the Chargers win this one. What? (laughs) Okay, that's why I said geographically. If you're looking from space, definitely not geographically. If you're looking from space, but Um, you've never been there. How do you know? How do you know I haven't been there? I'm pretty sure.
2: I had to be sure. I'm pretty certain I have been to space. At least that's what they told me I was doing. Um, I've gone Vikings. I, th- I think the Vikings might uncharge of the Chargers in LA. Extending yes. my lead, that's fine.
0: <laughs> well, Punk is on an island. Everyone else has gone for the Chargers. Uh, I can see the problem with the Vikings—they can do anything at any time. And I New think League.
2: eventually they've got to win one of these silly games. So this might yeah. be the one that they do because the Chargers
0: might just outcharge them themselves. <laughs> the Philadelphia Eagles are at the Denver Broncos. Broncos? Unfortunately, I think I agree. Hmm. It's a sweep for the Broncos
2: in the picks. It's, it's another one of those that I, I could almost convince myself to go for the Eagles, but the fact that the Broncos are at home, I think, is just swaying me towards them.
0: And their latest result as well. They were so well, good. Yeah,
2: but, you know... Like we have said all along, you know they're beating bad teams. Mm. So the I'm, not sure bad the, team. I'm not sure the Eagles are a bad team. I think they, they are. The Eagles are a mediocre team. I don't think they're a bad team. Disjointed, uh, okay. crushing
1: mediocre teams in the But
2: but no, I've, I've I've got to go with my head, and and go with the
0: Broncos. Yeah, sweet for the Broncos. Okay, the Seattle Seahawks with potentially Russell Wilson back are at Green Bay with. Maybe Rogers not back. There's a small possibility he doesn't play this weekend. Does it make any difference to you guys? Yes, uh, I'm going for Russell Wilson.
2: <laughs> um, in Green Bay, I'm going for Rogers if Rogers is playing. So you know, this is one of those. <laughs> hmm. What do we do? Do we take the risk that Rogers plays or doesn't play? There's only a small possibility he doesn't play, and end up. Uh, I'm going. My
1: understanding. Did you say is... you're going Seahawks. My You're understanding guessing. my understanding is that Rogers clears his ten days by the time the game comes. Hmm. The issue is that Rogers is not going to a practice with the team or seen any of his teammates in ten days.
0: He doesn't and know. he's a rookie as well, okay. so it's not easy for him.
1: So he is essentially coming into a team where he hasn't seen anyone practice, and that's going to affect timing and just things like that. We saw week one. That when something's not right with Green Bay, something's seriously not right. Wilson comes back in and he is so damn good. Bearing in mind he's going to a practice with the team as well and been around the facility and seen the guys. I'm I'm my money's on Wilson. My money's not on the Seahawks, my money's on Wilson. That's the difference.
0: I'm going it's, Packers. It's a good argument Dave. I can't can't fight you on that. But even the Seahawk fan has picked the Packers in this game. So I'm going with him. Uh, yeah, three, but that doesn't mean the Packers. anything. We
1: we know that most people are more sceptical about their own team than anything. The worst, yeah. you're the most, apart from Jim, you know, your, <laughs> team, your team through your own eyes is the it's most relentlessly positive person going with it. It's got to be positive. So, yeah. I mean, it's to the point where Jim only I've got has eyes in his
0: locker. You know? <laughs> <laughs> you're crying here that you got 30 points on the Cowboys. It's like, no, I'm not. Doing? I'm
1: saying we were okay. We were fine. <laughs>
0: We we got what we were given. That was it. Come we were tomorrow, 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 to the result. It was just the Cowboys oh, being horrible.
2: <laughs> I just, honestly, I just, I'm not, even without Rodgers, I think the Packers, I think Aaron Jones can run on the Seahawks. I think the Packers can run on the Seahawks. So mm. I would not be surprised if without Aaron Jones, they just literally rely on the run game and control the clock. Um. Yeah, it's possible, but, you know, Russell Wilson's going to be rusty coming back anyway. He's missed, what, six weeks? Mm. So, you know, it's it's one of them ifs, buts, and maybes games at the minute, but,
0: yeah, I'm going I, mean, with the home I think team. Packers is the safe bet. Yeah. Okay, two games left. First of all is the Sunday night game. That is the Kansas City Chiefs at the Las Vegas Raiders. Oh, AFC all AFC West Division Chiefs all day long. Okay. Punk, what are you saying here? Raiders, What's that stupid thing you just did with your
1: hands. Why'd you make a vagina with your hands? What did it's you just that? do? It's that it's, it's, it's trying you to catch
0: something to put it. him in the face, I think is
1: what, what it was so right. <laughs> interesting.
2: Raiders all day, every day in this game,
0: punk raider on Raider Island. As everyone else has picked the Chiefs to win this game, excellent. Yeah. Thank you, people. A point for <laughs> You're me. welcome. Uh, the Monday night game, then, is an NFC West matchup. It's the LA Rams at the San Francisco 49ers.
1: Both teams offer terrible performance. Mm-hmm. Yes,
2: but the Rams have the ability to bounce back. I don't believe the 49ers do, so Rams for me.
1: Oh, I agree. I've got um, I'm Rams heavy in my fantasy team, so I'm hoping they come back and score 145 points. All to Cooper Cup.
0: Hmm. <laughs> Well, all four of us have gone for the, the Rams as well. So there you go. There are the games. Chicago, Cincinnati, the New York Giants and the Houston Texans are on a bye this week. So four teams off. Oh, all those good teams on a bye. No, sure. <laughs> it's a real shame we didn't get to see them for a week. But they'll be back. Sure enough, they'll be back. And, uh, and that's our podcast for the day. So thanks very much, guys, for if you got this far. Um, make sure you check us out on social media on Twitter at Final Down NFL, at Punk underscore Raider, at Denver Dave 30. Um, check us out on Instagram, The Final Down. And of course, as well as TheFinalDown.com, where we stream all of our stuff, if you can go to Patreon.com Final Down, where you can sign up uh, to be one of our Patreons and you get access to all of the videos and all the other bonus stuff that we do, including the video we're about to record once we finish this one.
2: And even if you can't, Find someone that can access it and and just use their computer or yeah. Ask your mum, ask your dad, ask your mum, ask your dad. Don't (laughs) ask the bill payers' permission. Just just get bill payers. Just find a bill payer and and get them to get it for you. It's cheap as chips. A pound Um, a week. Loads of good stuff on
0: there. So yeah, get on it. Come on. And with that, and with that, guys, we're going to get going. So until next week, I've been Jim. That's been Never Dave. That's been Punk Raider. Thank you so much for listening.